Is that loud? Oh, these stupid headphones. We have to get a more professional start to the podcast. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. Um, it's a it's a podcast. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. Oh, God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. My God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Welcome back. We're making a podcast again. I've been away for week, week and a half, week maybe? Week and a half? Oh. Not me, man. I've been here the whole time. Did you even notice I wasn't here, Bryce? I didn't. Wow. No, I was. I thought I'd talk to you every day. Turns out it was a Jar Jar Binks statue. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are That's both kind of ripped. You see the arms on Jar Jar Binks? They look like legs. Oh, my God. He never skips arm day. Shh. Upper body day, whatever. No, no. He's working out 24-7. But yeah, you were gone for a little while. Yeah, at first, so I jetted off to, I was in Vancouver for, I don't know, three nights, four nights maybe. Mm -hmm. Then I flew back here, and then I went to the other Vancouver. Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Oh my God. (sighs) Beautiful. I almost got the bends. Yeah. Yeah. It's going from one end to the other. Yeah. You sent me two pictures the whole time you were away. (laughs) One was you in front of Jim Pattison's yacht Yacht in Vancouver, Vancouver, which is a pretty impressive yacht. It dwarfs every other yacht in that harbor. That guy's got a few dollars to throw around. He does. And then the other picture was from the backyard of your mother-in-law's house, which has a nice view of the prison. So I think I was, was I cheersing a beer? (laughs) Oh no, I took a picture of my view from where I was sitting on her patio and you can see the prison. God, that's, that's scary. Or is it the best place to live? Like if you Mm, break out of jail, no, you know what? You're not going to hang around the neighborhood, are you? I mean, that's kind of true. Yeah. That's kind of the last place or the last place they would ever look would be the house next door. True. No, I don't think I want to be the person. The the prisoners can see into the backyard and they see you barbecuing and laughing. (laughs) Well, okay. They can't see out because there is a massive brick wall. Like all you can see from from my mother-in-law's house, you can see the massive wall with the razor wire on top, and you can see a guard tower. So maybe the guards can see into her yard? I'm really painting a picture of her neighborhood, aren't I? Man, I don't think I would want to live that close to a prison. It was weird, too, because I was out there doing, like, I was just, I was doing yard work and stuff for her, and I could hear them in the prison yard. I think they were playing football or baseball, because there was a lot of swearing and then cheering. They... (laughs) It was so weird because, do we swear in this podcast? I can't remember. I mean, you can try. We'll see if the the bleep machine works. Can you just bleep this out? Because this is honest to God, one of the things I could hear one person yelling from over the fence. It was, (laughs) you, Ron, (laughs) you. Classic Ron. That's a Ron move. What what, how, what? did Ron do to end up in prison? That's what I need to know. Man, I wonder if he ended up in the hole after that one, in the shoe. <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't think I could be that close to a prison. I could, I could live next to yeah. a cemetery. That wouldn't bother me. 
I've lived close to elementary schools before. It gets a little old. At about 3.30, it's pretty irritating. Yeah. But for the I most part, you it's fine. I thought you weren't supposed to live next to a elementary school. (laughs) 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 (sighs) But a prison, that'd be tough. I would just, I would live in fear that they would have a grudge against me because they would see me barbecuing steaks and hamburgers and playing with my dog in the backyard and they would just grow this resentment towards me. They would be like, I want a piece of that guy's life. That guy's living, he has the freedom that I crave. And when they do break out of there by throwing, (laughs) I mean, tying bed sheets together, whatever it is they do. Uh, that I would be stop number one on the revenge tour. Did I tell you what? So my brother-in-law works. Well, they all work in the prison system. It's a big. Uh, it's a big deal in that town. Well, in that town and within my yeah. wife's family. But because I I went out for a walk one day and I'm walking by that prison and I we, he came over for dinner that night and I'm like, hey, what's with those vans that just sit on the street outside? And he goes, oh, they're that's surveillance outside the fence now. Because what happens is I had no idea that people will cut a slit in a tennis ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fill the tennis ball up with the drugs. And then they use that thing that you throw the ball to your dog. Oh, yeah. And they lob it over the fence into the prison yard. And that's how they get some drugs in. So now they're monitoring the the perimeter of the prison. (laughs) Man, I want that job. You just sit in a van and stare at a brick wall all day. Hoping that someone brings a chuck it. God, it sounds like I had a glamorous vacation, doesn't it? <laughs> Bird's eye view of that prison. Oh. And I, I need to know what Ron did. It was funny, though, because I was making a big deal of sitting there in that lawn chair on her patio and cracking open beers. Like I was holding them <laughs> in case there was somebody watching me from the inside. And then here's another thing, too. I was sitting at the lights one day. Um, and a prison transport van pulled up beside me. Okay. So like they were moving prisoners and he's parked right beside me and it's just smoked out glass in the back. You cannot see in, but I know for a fact, whoever was in the back of that van was probably staring at me. The guy with all his freedom. I looked at the van and I smiled and I just get the goofiest little wave. (laughs) Oh my God. They're coming for you for sure. I was taunting them. Oh, I was taunting God. them at that point. You're playing with fire. Mm-hmm. If I've learned anything from TV and movies, they're building a tunnel as we speak. And that backyard is destination number one. Great. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Lube City. Mm-hmm. Lube City. Lube City. I got to get an oil change soon. You know where I'm going to go? Lube Lube City. Lube City. Yeah, I knew it. I was hoping that would be the answer because that would be, wow, what a terrible advertisement that would be if you had said something else. No way, man. I'm loyal to Lube City and nobody else. Don't be the guy to, I imagine that this must happen all the time. Lube City, if you're listening right now, when people come in and you're lining up to drive your car into the bay, do people ever just... Does the car ever just fall into that pit? I'm nervous about it every single time. I hope it doesn't fall into the pit because that would be a bad day at work. I like to think when I drive into those things, they're really admiring and it becomes the talk of the shop. They're like, after you, you leave. Good that guy did? Yeah, he may not have tipped us, but man, is he a good driver. I didn't even have to wave him in or guide him at all. He knew exactly where to go. It's God. like he was on train tracks. I'm pretty sure that's what happens. Yeah. Now, if you need an oil change, you can find a location. There's 27 Alberta locations. Don't drive into the pit, though, please. Uh, you can look them up online, lubecity.ca. 
Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. I can't. I was trying to think of what was my worst day at work ever. And I really, I can't think of anything that even comes close to some of these other stories. No, I've never wrecked anything super important. No. Should I? I'm looking at this switchboard over here. <sighs> I got a water bottle over here. Oh, mm. and you've got pent up rage. <laughs> check, check, check. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Apparently the, uh, the es- excavator is still sitting there. Is it right on the Anthony Henday underneath the white mud, mud overpass? Last week, um, a truck carrying that excavator tried to go under the bridge and smoked it. The excavator came right off the back of the truck, but bounced right off. That has got to be humiliating for the driver. And I mean, accidents happen, I know. But talk about a high visibility, high traffic area. Immediately after, the person probably just got out of the truck, went to look at the aftermath, probably scratched their head for a few minutes, <laughs> tried to find a place to escape to, but you can't because you're on a major freeway and thousands of cars are whizzing by. Talk about a bad day at work. So we just sort of floated that out there this morning, you know, to talk a little bit more about, you know, your worst day at work. And I know we've talked about this before, but the the stories that you submit never fail to delight and entertain. I mean, again, bad day for you, but it's a good day for us because we can laugh at you. Somebody did text that I didn't get many details. All it said was uh, they burnt down a client's barn while they were doing some repair work welding fortunately no animals were hurt that's all i got can you tell me more how about you your worst day at work ever feel free to ship maybe you knocked an excavator off of the back of a flat deck truck deck truck going underneath a bridge that you didn't have the clearance to go underneath maybe that was you this is the garner andrew show with bryce kelly podcast because you had a bad day Especially the person that was driving that truck with the excavator on the back and they hit the white mud overpass. The excavator is still lodged underneath. On the Henday, on the east side of town there. Yeah, it's still sitting there. Fortunately, it's a quiet country road that nobody travels. The fact that it still has to sit there, because they're not sure how much structural damage there was, so it's just sitting there. They don't want to remove it until they know the extent of the damage. Is it holding the bridge up? It might be. Somebody said, I'm a truck driver. I haul heavy equipment. Hitting an overpass is the worst fear a truck driver could have. I feel for that guy. If this ever happens to me, I'd grab my personal things and just leave the scene. Call a cab, go home, start looking for a job. Yeah, start a new life somewhere else. Yeah, just go into protection. The racket that must have made. Can you imagine the sound? Oh my God. I was in an underground parking garage one day and somebody tried to come in with the uh, the Thule rack, like the bin thing on top of their car, and they hit the, the roof. It made a horrible racket. I can't imagine what an excavator sounds like. That's tough. 
Uh, somebody else had a really bad day at work. I worked at Red Tail Landing, the golf course throughout university. I worked on the beer cart. One day, the owners of the golf course bought us two brand spanking new beer carts. The very same day that we got them, I backed one of them into the other beer cart, blew out both of that headlight, uh, their headlights and the taillights on mine. Oops. The worst part of this story, Bryce, golfers forced to golf without beer. Can you imagine? Whoa, wow. They couldn't put those carts out on the on the course still, hey? Well, I don't know. Maybe they went out. I, I'm, just, I'm speculating here. God. With that kind of damage? Mm-mm. How about you? Tell us about your exceptionally bad day at work. Maybe you're still haunted by it. God, the fact that those beer carts were fresh out of the box. <laughs> day one. Oh. He smashed up. Oh, that's a tough one when you have to message your manager, let him know what happened. Ever sunk a boat? Like, no, I know I'm, you have, Bryce, but... Uh, no, it's it's on my bucket list. Yeah, we talk about that regularly, that we would love to... That would be our ultimate rich guy move, is to just buy a fancy boat, go out onto a lake or a major body of water and just sink that thing. And I think it'd be fun. Uh, but there was... When we talked about this a few years ago, somebody did say... Did they take... I can't remember the details, but they took their dad's boat. He had a brand new boat, and they weren't supposed to have it. And they sunk it, like, in the Shushwap Lakes. <laughs> Whoops. They sunk a boat. <laughs> you have to call your dad let him know. Hey, funny story, Dad. You're going to laugh. Oh, my God. One day you're going to laugh. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We got two texts in a row from people who kind of <laughs> told us this same story. But I'll bet you it happens more often than you think. This person said, I had a customer drop off a truck once. They did not tell me that the park didn't hold. So I put it on the hoist, lifted it up, walked over to my toolbox, and a great big deck truck rolled off the back of my hoist. Thankfully, no one was hurt, but definitely worst day of my career. And then somebody else said, I worked at a car dealership and I dropped a car off a hoist. That must make a hell of a racket. I I would imagine that everybody in the shop stops what they're doing and comes over to see what you did. There's no escaping that one. Let's continue to talk about your worst day at work. And maybe the healing can begin. Because we'll have a laugh at you on the radio. I often think, too, like maybe you work in one of those... Maybe you work at Lube City. And you know how they have the, uh, the trench, the pit, when you drive it? Cars must fall in there all the time. Like there's certain people I know, they're not the best drivers. And if you're the person standing in the bay just sort of flagging them in, that must be terrifying. Probably worse if you're in the person down in the pit below. But do cars fall into that pit? This is the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Because you had a bad day, you take one down, you sing a sad song just to the words to this I only know the part about having a really bad day I think that's the only part you need to know yeah is this it you had a bad day a car fell off a hoist you backed an airplane into another airplane Ugh. that was one of the stories actually that just came in oh my god uh, a lot of cars falling off hoists this one It says, okay, here we go. I was backing a larger private jet into a hangar 
the guy guiding me back didn't spot the huge portable crane. The tail of the jet hit the crane up high, tipped the crane over, Ooh. landing right on top of a small Cessna, Ooh. literally crushing it. That noise brought everyone into the hangar. I'll bet you it would. Yeah, I would, uh, I would hope that the sound of a plane getting crushed by a crane would draw some attention. That's a bad day at work? Yeah, that's an expensive day. Uh, oh, do you want another aeronautical one? These my are my God. favorite. This one. I used to work for a company at the airport. We had the contract to do the maintenance on the snowbirds. After a bunch of work was done on one, they took it for a test flight. The pilot came back. The canopy was missing. Apparently, he went out. It didn't properly close. I didn't properly close it when he went for his flight. Not necessarily my worst day at work, but I'm pretty sure that pilot had a really bad day. Can you imagine finding the canopy for a military jet in your yard? <laughs> like, do you report that you found the canopy for a military jet, or do you just quietly keep it and use it, I don't know, to start your tomatoes in the spring? Or oh my God. is it cool, a really cool doghouse? I can't imagine... That would be a pretty bad day because it's the snowbirds too. Like, you know, one or two people have heard of them or have seen them before. Uh, how many bugs do you get in your teeth when you have to return to the airport in a jet without a canopy? That's the part that goes over your head, right? Yeah, the glass part. Yeah. My God. Yeah, you don't want to hit a bird Mm-mm. without a canopy. No, because you're going to get a black eye. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the Gar Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This one says, I'm a nurse. I've worked in ER for years. One night I left work. It was storming and I was in a hurry. You can see where this one is headed. I ended up upside down in a ditch. The paramedic friends brought me back to the ER that I had just left on a backboard with a C-collar in place. I can remember the expressions on my co-workers to this day. I was fine, but the car was right off. I still work in that same hospital still drive the same gross highway all winter long worst day ever well it does sound like a pretty bad day you know what though the, the worst part of this story is is like i'm glad you're okay and everything but your co-workers probably had to cut you out of your clothing your co-workers probably saw your underpants that's the worst in my mind that's the worst part of this story you're listening to the garden andrew show with bryce kelly podcast I got this text message from Chris out in Wetaskiwin. Good morning, boys. Garner, good to hear your voice live again. How was your trip? Did you go to Granville Island? Uh, Yes, I did. Mm. We were talking about that in the podcast, right? Granville Island has to be one of the most overrated. Okay, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's fine, but it's just, it's too busy. It's stupid busy, and it's hard to get in and out of, and then the toy stores all sell wooden toys. Nobody enjoys wooden toys. Do they still have glass blowing out there? Yeah, they do. They have that. (laughs) We actually ended up there a couple of times because we went on a whale-watching excursion, too. Almost got shut out. It was so... (laughs) I was kind of dragging my feet on this one because my beautiful, beautiful wife, who I love and respect was like, we should go whale watching. We haven't done it in years. We Well, I don't know, five or six years ago, we went from Victoria and we did the Zodiac version. So you're in those like those Mustang survival suits. And we were out for 30 minutes and we saw whales everywhere. Like it was spectacular. This one, we went on kind of a bigger, it was a boat that held a hundred people. 
Five and a half hours, Bryce. Five and a half hours? I was thinking, Five what would be. Half hours. What would be my tap out point? And I was thinking well, maybe about 90 minutes where I'd be like, okay, I'm done. Five and a half? Oh, no, you're committed. You are committed. And you were almost shut out. Yeah, we were. Uh, oh. We left from it left from Granville Island, and then we're we're out there on the high seas. We at one point, my wife pulled her phone out and she's like, "Where are we?" And she looked. We were almost in Victoria. Like oh. we traveled. By the time we got back, the staff announced they're like, "Congratulations, uh, you just traveled 120 nautical miles." We eventually with. I, we were heading back, and they had announced, sorry, folks, it's a shutout today. We're not going to see any. We finally saw four of them, like way off in the distance. Now, what happens if uh, you do get shut out and you come all the way back five and a half hours without seeing a whale? I feel like you should get some money back. You Well, you get your money back, but they don't give you your money back. You can just come back anytime and go again for free. Oh, can I give up another five and a half hours to hopefully see a whale? <laughs> Which the guarantee is fantastic if you live, you know, a province away and you know you'll be back in Vancouver again sometime. But the people sitting right across from us were from Glasgow, Scotland. And we we just started talking to them. And this woman, that is a hard accent to understand. That's a thick accent. That one was thick. And I kept having to do the, huh? And then they would spell words to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, since you were a wee child. Like they, she said she dreamt of seeing whales since she was a wee child and they had come all the way from Scotland for this and almost got shut out, but they were actually satisfied with seeing what we saw off in the distance. Was it even worth it? Those, those four? What? Like I want to see like a free willy situation. I want that thing leaping over I the I want boat. it to come up breach and then land on its back. Yeah. I want to, I want to get sprayed by the whale splash. That's what I want. I want to smell the whale as it comes out of the water. Boy, five and a half hours. What a commitment. Oh, it was a commitment. And it was raining. It was... Anyway, it was good. It's good to be back here, though. What's the bathroom situation on that boat? There were bathrooms. I sculpted... I'm not going anywhere because it said these trips can be anywhere from three till five. Three hours. I was like, ugh, I don't know if I can do three hours, but five and a half. So I was reading the fine print and I was like, yeah, bathroom's on board. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> that would be rough if there wasn't. It'd be horrible. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm. Mystery candy. <laughs>